Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 648 for release on Sunday, the 25th of July, 2021. On WaveScan today, KDKA Shortwave in Pittsburgh, four locations. The Voice of America ends another radio service. And our Australian DX report. On several occasions here in WaveScan, we've presented a series of topics regarding the backgrounds and history of the famous American medium wave and shortwave station that is known widely as KDKA. Because of their significance to international radio development around our world, we present another topic about KDKA shortwave. This time, Ray Robinson summarizes the collected information about their four Pittsburgh locations into just one topic. Thanks, Jeff. The first location for KDKA medium wave and shortwave was atop the eight-story high Building K at the Westinghouse factory at East Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania. Building K was the tallest building in this large manufacturing complex, and the fledgling KDKA studio and transmitter was installed in a wooden shack at the western end of this flat roof. Medium wave KDKA was inaugurated under the call sign 8CZ, with presidential election information at 8pm on Tuesday, November 2nd, 1920. The 100-watt transmitter radiated on 550 kHz on what we would call today the low end of the standard medium-wave band. The station engineer, Frank Conrad, was ready to activate his amateur station 8XK on the second floor above his detached garage at Wilkinsburg as a backup transmitter if needed, though the primary transmitter 8ZZ at East Pittsburgh performed admirably. Two years later, in August 1922, a 1-kilowatt shortwave transmitter was co-installed in the wooden shack atop Building K at East Pittsburgh. Over a period of time, this unit operated on several different shortwave channels, though one of its main channels was 100 metres, approximately 3,000 kilohertz. Shortwave 8XS was on the air at East Pittsburgh for a period of just two years, extending from 1922 to 1924. Their tall building, Building K, was ultimately demolished in 2007, and an industrial complex known as Keystone Commons now functions at that location. The second location was at Forest Hills. In July 1924, radio station KDKA 8XS was transferred into a new building that was specifically constructed to house the station. This transmitter building was in the form of a single-storey house, or a bungalow, and it was constructed on a Westinghouse property on Greensburg Pike, Forest Hills, one mile east of the previous location. New radio equipment was installed for KDKA and 8XS at the Forest Hills location, including three medium-wave transmitters, ranging in power from 500 watts up to 10 kilowatts, and there was at least one shortwave transmitter. In the summer of that same year, 1924, the shortwave callsign 8XS was dropped, and instead the Frank Conrad amateur callsign 8XK was transferred from its home location and applied to the KDKA shortwave transmitters at Forest Hills. 
Four years later, on October the 1st, 1928, the shortwave callsign was amended from 8XK to W8XK due to the implementation of new international radio regulations. Radio station KDKA W8XK was on the air from Forest Hills for a period of seven years running from 1924 to 1931. After the transfer to a new facility at Saxonburg, the Forest Hills building lay idle for a while, though it was subsequently taken over by Westinghouse for use in community and company events. The original concrete and brick transmitter building was incorporated into a modern new building complex as the Westinghouse Lodge. So the third location was at Saxonburg. In preparation for the next move, Westinghouse investigated a total of 62 possible sites for use as a brand new radio complex. Ultimately, 130 acres were selected at Saxonburg, some 20 miles north of downtown Pittsburgh. An ornate new building was constructed at Saxonburg for KDKA W8XK in 1931, and new radio equipment was installed. The medium wave transmitters were installed at the north end of the new building, and the short wave transmitters were installed at the south end. The official date for the experimental callsign W8XK to change to a regularised callsign was September 1, 1939, though the new callsign for W8XK was implemented as WPIT a couple of weeks in advance. And then the fourth location was at Allison Park. During November 1938, Westinghouse made another thorough search in Pittsburgh and its environs for a suitable new location for KDKA medium wave and short wave. It was discovered that Saxonburg was just too far away, and thus there were dead spots in the built-up areas of Pittsburgh where signal reception was inadequate. Much of this search was made from the air with the use of their famous KDKA aerial balloon. Ultimately, a property at Allison Park, just eight and a half miles from downtown Pittsburgh, was chosen, and a totally new station was constructed once again. An ornate transmitter building was built in the New England colonial style. A new 50-kilowatt medium-wave transmitter, model 50HG, was installed, and a new antenna system was erected. There was space for several shortwave transmitters and the antenna system was designed for simultaneous usage on both medium wave and shortwave. Medium wave station KDKA is to this day still successfully located at Allison Park, though subsequently two 50 kilowatt Gates transmitters were installed and later again two 50 kilowatt Harris units. The historic, though nowadays very modern KDKA, is heard widely in North America and beyond on its long-term channel, 1020 kHz. KDKA AM and HD, KDKA FM HD2 Pittsburgh. An Odyssey station. From the Aetna Medicare Advantage Studios. This is News Radio KDKA. It's 83 degrees at Pittsburgh International at 8 o'clock. I'm Melinda Roeder. A former steel plant in Aetna is undergoing a major transformation. News Radio KDKA Shelby Cassessi has more. Thursday, local officials kicked off redevelopment. Of- However, in spite of the original planning and official announcements, the KDKA shortwave adjunct W8XK WPIT was never installed at this new location, Allison Park. 
Instead, the shortwave station under its new call sign WPIT remained at Saxonburg, at least temporarily. And that's where we pick up the story again next time. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you, Ray. Ray Robinson there at KVOH in Los Angeles. Well, we have an item here from Alakesh Gupta in New Delhi, which was uh, passed on to us by Joseph Jacob. After 63 years of service, the Voice of America has ended its radio broadcasts in Bengali, and it's expanded its TV and social media coverage in that language. Uh, Alakesh says that the broadcast schedule was 1800 to 1830 UTC, on 1575 kilohertz medium wave via Thailand. In the past, they used to have many broadcasts on shortwave also. Voice of America, Washington. Shuru holo Bangla Unushtan. Voice of America, Washington, after the Shagoto Janachemi Safula Lomasud, Washington Ekundupur Duta, Bangladesh Rat, Barutabung, Barute, Rat Sharagarota. Shuruko Chaskarunustan, Protomishunun, Bishashangba. We have some additional information uh, now directly from the Voice of America. Uh, it says that VOA's Bangla language service, FM, and shortwave radio transmissions officially ended on July 17th, after 63 years of serving Bangladesh and the Bangla-speaking Indian states of West Bengal, Tripura, and Assam. Simultaneously, the service's television and social media content expanded considerably, as VOA says, these are platforms more heavily used by VOA Bangla's 16 million weekly audience members. When VOA Bangla launched in January 1958, Bangladesh was known as East Pakistan, and it was a territory under martial law with no television or private radio, said John Lipman, acting VOA programming director. VOA's shortwave radio transmissions from outside the borders were a lifeline to the Bangla-speaking population for independent news and information. VOA says the service's shortwave radio audience dropped to less than 1%, while VOA Bangla social media audiences have grown significantly in recent years. VOA Bangla radio broadcasts brought world events to its audiences, since the days when radio was the primary news medium, acting VOA Bangla Service Chief Satarupa Barua told staff this month, it was a staple in our upbringing, a household name. We will build on that reputation, increasing our presence on media that is now far more heavily used than shortwave and mediumwave radio. During the final days of its radio broadcasts, the service transmitted retrospective programming looking back at the changes in the country since 1958. This change in radio programming will not affect broadcasts of Lifeline, a 30-minute daily radio program in the Rohingya language spoken by Muslim refugees in Bangladesh who fled ethnic violence in Myanmar. Produced by the Bangla Service, the program launched in July of 2019. You're listening to WaveScan from Adventist World Radio. Our DX colleague Ruben Guillermo Margenet in Argentina alerted us to the sad news 
of the passing on July 6th of our friend Manolo de la Rosa, former co-host, along with his wife, Malena Negrin, of the Spanish-language DX program In Contacto on Radio Havana, Cuba. Manolo had been retired from Radio Havana, Cuba for several years, although he kept producing En Contacto for some time after his official retirement. Longtime shortwave listeners will remember Manolo and his wife Malena as the co-hosts of the Spanish-language DX program on Radio Moscow. The couple were transferred from Radio Havana, Cuba to Radio Moscow through an agreement between the two stations, and they lived in the Soviet capital from 1983 for about 10 years. After the fall of the Soviet Union, Manolo and Malena went back to Cuba in 1992, and they eventually became the co-hosts of En Contacto, which was a favorite of Spanish-language shortwave listeners for years. In fact, it's still on the air with a different host now. Here's a short excerpt from one of their programs. Saludos, amigas y amigos de la Onda Corta, donde quiera que nos estén escuchando. Ya está en el aire, en contacto, el programa que cada domingo dedica Radio Habana Cuba a los amantes del mundo de las radiocomunicaciones y al diexismo. Les deseamos que nos escuchen con un simpo de 5x5. Así pues, por hoy se despiden de ustedes sus amigos de la Onda Corta, Malena Negrini, Manolo de la Rosa, la asesora Magda Castro y el realizador de sonido, Eider Cusa, quienes les deseamos muy buenos de X y... Cordiales 73, desde La Habana, Cuba. Manolo de la Rosa and Malena de Green there, hosting an edition of the Spanish-language DX program In Contacto on Radio Havana, Cuba. Personally, I had the pleasure of meeting Manolo twice. The first time was at the European DX Council Conference near Barcelona, Spain in 1991. He was still working at Radio Moscow at the time. The second time I met Manolo was at the ninth annual meeting of Mexican DXers in the city of Tizayuca, just north of Mexico City, in 2003. And I concur with a great many shortwave listeners who have had kind words to say about Manolo de la Rosa on social media, calling him a great professional, a very courteous and educated man with an unforgettable radio voice. Manolo had a long history in Cuban radio and television, beginning as an announcer at the voice of Isla de Pinos, now known as Radio Caribe. Later, he worked for national media as an announcer at Radio Rebelde, which is on shortwave. A narrator of documentaries, he did dubbing of movies and the voice of children's cartoons. Manolo de la Rosa died of respiratory failure on July 6th at the age of 78. He is survived by his wife Malena, also retired from Radio Havana, Cuba, and their son and daughter. Their daughter, Yalena de la Rosa, followed in the family tradition of working for the Cuban Institute of Radio and Television. Of course, Radio Moscow, where Manolo worked for 10 years, no longer exists, at least not by that name. What's left of it in the voice of Russia is now known as Radio Sputnik, and it's not on shortwave. But there is still a Spanish service of Radio Sputnik on the Internet. And in 2017, a correspondent for Radio Sputnik visited Manolo and Malena at their home in Havana 
and interviewed them about their time in the Soviet Union. Vivir en Rusia, un programa de Radio Sputnik. Entonces nos escogieron como pareja porque tanto mi esposa Malena Negrín y yo somos locutores y entonces nos escogieron para integrar la redacción latinoamericana y entre ellas la cubana que existía en Radio Moscú en la calle Pianiskaya, número 25, que tú lo conoces muy bien. The Spanish service of Radio Sputnik interviewing Manolo de la Rosa and Malena Negrín in Havana. Estimados oyentes, para ustedes, hemos abierto la casilla de correos de Radio Sputnik en español. La dirección es radio.mundo.sputniknews.com Now it's over to Bob Padula in Melbourne. Information from the Ionospheric Prediction Service in Sydney, New South Wales, advises that the level of sunspot activity continues to remain at very low figures. The 10.7 centimeter solar radio flux has now dropped to 78, that's 78, and the daily smooth equivalent sunspot number has fallen to 5, that's single digit 5. And those figures are not expected to change significantly in the immediate future, meaning that high frequency conditions, high frequency broadcasts over long haul paths on frequencies above about 10 megahertz will not be very reliable on darkness paths or semi-darkness paths. However, daylight paths will be satisfactory on frequencies above about 10 megahertz. Now some information concerning reception conditions and reception notes this time from our monitors in Eastern Europe. Australia, good signal of reach beyond Australia on 9590 via the Kananurra transmitting site in Western Australia. Heard between 1200 and 1300 with programs in Hindi. Transmitter is 100 kilowatts and the antenna is intended at 335 degrees. Guam, reception noted of the Far East Broadcasting Association Radio India service via Transworld Radio Asia, KTWR. 11590 was the frequency. 1245 to 1300 in Malayalam, Malayalam to Southern Asia. Transmitter 200 kilowatts and the antenna 285 degrees. India, an unscheduled service of all India radio, the external service in India, in English, heard on 17710. This was 0839 to 0845 to Western Asia in English. Transmitter 500 kilowatts and the antenna 300 degrees, 300. And from 0845 to 0930 on the same frequency in Pash 2 to Western Asia. Japan, good signals of NHK World Radio Japan on 7355 via the Yamata transmitter, 1100 to 1130 in Russian to the Far East and to the Russian Siberia 300 kilowatts and the antenna 330 degrees Taiwan, good signal of Nippon Nokaze on 9455 via Pao Chung transmitter 1300 to 1330 
programs in Korean to Northeast Asia. The transmitter 300 kilowatts and the antenna 0, 2 degrees. And the good signal of Firasato no Katsi on 9455 via Paya Chung. 1330 to 1357 programs in Japanese to Northeast Asia 300 kilowatts and antenna 02 degrees reception of NHK World Radio on 11830 this time from the Dubaya relay station in the UAE 1400 to 1430 in English to Southeast Asia transmitted 250 kilowatts and the antenna 090 degrees. Reception of Far East Broadcasting Association Radio India, that's Indian service, 11805 via the Tashkent relay station in Uzbekistan, 1430 to 1500 in Hindi to Southern Asia, the transit 100 kilowatts and the antenna 131 degrees. Another station using the Uzbekistan transmitter is Ebra Media, or known as Radio Ibrahim, by Ta Telecom Tashkent, 1500 to 1530, to Southern Asia in Bengali, 100 kilowatts, and the antenna 131 degrees. Alaska, very good signals noted in Eastern Europe of KNLS, the new life broadcasting station in Chinese on 11875 0900 to 1000 in Russian to Northeast Asia 100 kilowatts and the antenna 300 degrees reception of Adventist World Radio in French broadcasting from the transmitter station at Nauen in Germany at 6155 0430 to 0500 French 125 kilowatts and the antenna 210 degrees and another service from Adventist World Radio is Tom in Hausa from the Moosfren Relay Station in Austria 9630 0500 to Western Africa in Hausa transmitted there is 300 kilowatts and the antenna 190 degrees and the voice of Greece in Greek between 0705 and 0714 on 9420 in various languages, new services in Arabic, Serbian and Albanian 150 kilowatts and the antenna 323 degrees and the Overcomer Ministry in the USA, the religious station on 3265 and 6160 via the relay at WBCQ which is the planet Monticello 0600 to 0630 on 3265 and the same on 6160 transmitter there is 50 kilowatts and the antenna 245 degrees and that's English to Latin America just a reminder that full detail ADXR QSL cards are available by contacting 
this address. The URL is simply adxr.org. Give it once again, adxr.org. At that address you'll find all the details about how you may send in a reception report and you can receive a QSL card via postal mail, that's physical postal mail, or via the internet. So until our next program, this is Bob in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Wishing you all good listening and thanks for being with us. Goodbye for now. Thank you, Bob. Let me quickly mention a couple of reception reports we've received recently from uh, Richard Manning in Northville, New York in the U.S. You heard wave scan on 15770 kilohertz from Okeechobee discussing Saigon Radio, the heat wave in Canada, and Canadian relay stations of the past. Since I found the program interesting and informative, especially the segment describing the D, E, F1, and F2 layers and their effect on radio waves. Then we have a report from Dmitry Mezin in Kazan, Russia. Says I'm sorting through my shortwave recordings made in June, and I found an audio of AWR WaveScan, which I haven't shared with you yet. I was staying in the summer house outside the city and had a nice chance to enjoy the relatively low level of uh, electrical noise. The signal level on 15770 kilohertz was surprisingly good on that day. And he gave us a SINPO of 45444 on 15770 kilohertz. And we end WaveScan today with uh, a sort of a modernized version of traditional music of the Lakota Indian tribe of the South Dakota area of the United States, arranged by Judy Crescenzo. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week, the radio scene on the world's most isolated island, and our Japan DX reports, among other items. Several QSL cards are available for the program. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for WaveScan to the AWR address in Thailand and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa or to IRRS Italy or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air. Here in the program, they will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSLs is Adventist World Radio. P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. 
And the email address for other correspondence to Wavescan, not reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida, USA. Till next week, good listening, everyone.